remember, you get to define what consistency means to you. So does that mean weekly? Does that mean monthly? Does that mean biweekly? There's no real rule or right or wrong here. I have built super successful content strategies for so many different businesses at each of those different frequencies. And it's just a modification of the strategy. You're listening to the Content Coffee Break podcast brought to you by Your Content Empire. I'm your host, Haley Dale. Join me and my sometimes unexpected guests as we go behind the scenes on the strategies and systems that are working right now for online businesses wanting to grow and scale your business using content. If you have a topic or a question that you'd like to discuss, send me a DM over at Your Content Empire on Instagram. I would love to chat with you. And if you enjoy the show, please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your daily dose of podcast inspiration. It makes a big, big difference and it means the world to me. Welcome back to the Content Coffee Break podcast. I'm so excited for this topic today because I feel like we have been building up to this one for the past few weeks and really ever since I launched this podcast. In other news, this past weekend, I just hosted a launch party with friends and family slash an end of summer party um, for our other business, First Sip Mobile Bar. And it was super exciting. It was super, um, oh gosh, it was just so touching to have the support of the people that we love there to help us like kick off that business in style. Um, And it's a great little side project. I'm doing it with my husband. Um, And one of the things that this made me think about was launching a super business, a second business requires you to be super strategic about what platforms you're using and the content side of things. Because not only through the agency am I running other people's content and editorial calendars, I have a team helping me do that. So I'm definitely not like responsible for all of it. And my clients have all the amazing ideas and they are the ultimate subject matter experts. But not only am I doing all that in the agency, but I'm also running the editorial calendar for your content empire, this show mainly, um, as well as a new platform and a new business and having a whole other set of engagement and expertise and sales and attraction platforms for the first set mobile bar side of things too. Um, And so with that, it has required that I'm a lot more disciplined about getting sidetracked by shiny object syndrome and wanting to adopt all these other projects and take them all on at the same time. And that's why personally, I'm using the Ease content framework over on the over on that side too for the new business as well as for your content empire. So I'm not just talking this thing, I am like walking my talk here as well. So let's just recap quickly about what the Ease content strategy framework is. So basically Ease, each of those letters, E-A-S-E, represents the four different types of content platforms or strategies that every business owner should include in their overall content strategy. An expertise platform where you can can get across and establish your expertise, win people over with your know-how and give them a teaser or a taster of what your methodologies, what your frameworks, what your outlook, what your process 
processes can really do for them. We also have your expertise, your attraction platform, which is how you get in front of new eyeballs with your content. So we're making sure that you're not just keeping, you're not just promoting your content to people who already know and love you, um, but we're also doing our part to grow your audience as well and get in front of the people who need what it is you offer too. Then we have your selling platform. So some methodology, some strategy, some framework to sell to your existing audience, whether this is conversion Facebook ads, so straight to like say a micro offer, or whether this is a sales funnel, or whether this is quarterly launches, but some methodology for converting your leads into sales. And then our engagement platform. So we want to make sure that we're not just focused all on selling and getting new people, but we also need to be focused on engagement as well and turning our audience into a community, right? Building those social bonds, building those connections, facilitating those two-way conversations. Um, So we want to make sure we have a balanced platform. So these are, like I said, the four different types of content platforms or strategies that every business owner should be including. But also with that being said, and it comes back to what we've talked about in the past couple of weeks is number one, you don't have to be and shouldn't be everywhere with your content, right? Even though we have these four things, you don't need two attraction platforms or two engagement platforms or two sales strategies. You can really just focus on your foundation and really nailing one of each of these to make sure your strategy is well-rounded and you're continuing to grow and sell and engage and establish yourself as the go-to expert and top of mind expert as well. So you don't need to be everywhere. You shouldn't be everywhere because then you're splitting your focus, you're splitting your effort, you're splitting the time you have available for content and marketing in too many places. But if you can have a bucket for each of these and one strategy or one platform that you're focused on for 30 to 90 days, um, and then you can make the decision whether do I want to delegate this? Do I want to systemize it? Do I want to continue on with it and try a few things? Or do I want to dump it? Is it time to break up, right? Is this thing not working for me? And then last week we talked about the number one mistake you're making with your content strategy. And this is something that was inspired by many recent conversations that I've had lately from people coming to me and being like, I feel like I am the best kept secret in the industry. I do really good work. The people I work with love me. Um, And when we look at their content platforms that they're using, they have no attraction platform in there. So they're not doing their part to grow their audience to support their sales goals. On the flip side of that, we have people who are growing their audience really fast. They're using techniques like participating in summits and participating in bundles. But at the end of the day, those people don't buy because there's no invested relationship, which is where our engagement platform comes in and how we transform those raw numbers, which might be impressive numbers, into socially bonded numbers that are A, gonna like sing your praises and B, maybe become customers and if they don't, refer you to a bunch of other people. So speaking of this, did you know that I'm hosting a workshop for free this Thursday that has my exclusive Ease Content Map template that we're gonna be walking through in order 
order to implement the strategy, as well as you're going to get some much needed content relief for your own business. So I would definitely encourage you to sign up for that. There is going to be a replay if you cannot make it live, um, but you can sign up over at yourcontentempire.com forward slash ease. So with that in the map, so I have this template that we use, especially I use it in coaching calls as well, especially for that initial call, um, as well as in my mastermind. But in this map, we go through choosing one platform or strategy, getting really clear on what the metrics are that we're measuring for each of these four platform types or strategies. And I want to do here a little bit of a preview or a light version of this process in this week's episode. So we're just going to dive in and this isn't like the full kahuna. I definitely recommend you sign up for the workshop, even if you can't attend live, because you'll get a copy of that template. You'll get a replay of the workshop. Um, and we're capping that workshop to just a hundred people. So I want to keep things really intimate, really small. Um, so that there's plenty of time for Q and a, so you're going to get a chance to get your questions answered. If you are able to attend live, otherwise you can catch the replay, go through the process and just like skip the Q and a part. Um, unless you want to watch that. So it's all there. So in the map, I'm going to go through, we go through E A S E. We go through choosing, we go through coming up with what the metrics are, as well as what your first action steps are, the setup activities versus your weekly, daily and monthly or one-time activities, and then how to ultimately make that choice and decide what you're going to do after you're finished running those. Um, so that template is what we're doing in the workshop, but I'm going to give you a little run through on each of these areas of your content strategy. So our first E is for expertise. So what is that? So basically your expertise platform or strategy is where you go to and the platform that you use to put out your original ideas. So it could be something like a podcast like this one. It could be a blog. It could be a YouTube video, but generally your expertise platform refers to your blog, regardless of what form it is in. And so we want it. The only real rule here is that you choose something that's going to live on your website. So even though I am waxing poetic here over on Apple Podcasts and over on Spotify, I am definitely embedding that recording on my own website. And when I am promoting every episode, I'm directing people back to my website. So Apple Podcasts, Instagram, they don't need your traffic, right? You want to be making sure you're bringing people back to your own website. So some examples of expertise platforms would be, like I said, any type of blog, only real rules that it lives on your website, but you can pick the method or the methodology or the medium that works for you. Um, in terms of metrics of things that we want to be measuring over there, just to give you some ideas, would be things like unique views, would be things like how much time on average is spent there, would be things like bounce rate and what were the most popular articles or popular episodes um, and what was maybe the traffic to those episodes or to those posts as well. So those are the things that we want to be looking at. So at the end of the day, I want to know from you, <laughs> I'm going to end each of these sections with the question is for you when you're thinking about making this choice, what is the method of content creation that you feel most comfortable with? So are you really great at like just turning on a mic and talking? Are you somebody who loves to write? I'm a writer 
at the end of the day, but I am trying something new. I'm leaning in to the podcast of it all um, and really using that to create original content versus when I've done podcasts in the past, it's been taking my writing and turning it into a podcast version so people could listen on the go. Um, And so like me, you could choose something to do a bit of an experiment with. You don't necessarily need to um, go with something that you've always done, but if you, the lowest barrier to entry here, just an extra piece of advice would be writing, right? Something like writing, especially with like all the AI tools out there, as long as you go through, um, we have some really great tools um, in my program, Your Content, Your Empire on how to use ChatGPT to create a good blog post that still sounds like you, that prioritizes your original ideas. Um, so that's just like one of the systems that we do there. So just know that it's possible. It is, there is a lower barrier to entry with just like popping a blog on your website, of course, doing the work to make it sound like you um, and make sure it's your original ideas. But for the most part, just choose something here that you can commit to. And when it comes to, it does this feel too hard, is this something that I'm going to be able to maintain consistency. Remember, you get to define what consistency means to you. So does that mean weekly? Does that mean monthly? Does that mean bi-weekly? There's no real rule or right or wrong here. I have built super successful content strategies for so many different businesses at each of those different frequencies. And it's just a modification of the strategy. Pardon the quick interruption to the episode because I want to invite you to my upcoming ease content system workshop. If you're craving more simplicity without sacrificing results, of course, this strategy is going to be revolutionary for you. I know it's been a game changer for my clients who've implemented it to start doing more with less time spent grinding out new content and way less feeling guilty if they're not showing up in all the places every minute of every day. So I am peeling back the curtain and I am sharing it with you for free on September 7th. So get your booty signed up over at www yourcontentempire.com forward slash ease. So our next platform is A for attraction. So what are you doing to get your content, get your ideas in front of new eyeballs? And we want to think about platforms or strategies just to give you a few examples here that allow you or specialize in, I post something and it's not just shown to my existing followers. It's something that goes out. There's an algorithm to it, or it's like search-based or keyword-based. So some examples here would be TikTok, would be Instagram Reels, would also also be paid advertising as well. It could be pitching podcasts and getting in front of other people's audiences. The whole point here is that you are getting in front of people and you're able to target it a little bit so that you're not getting in front of the wrong people. We want to think who are the right people and who are the people who are actually looking for your products and services. Um, And who are you going to be able to help with those? So when it comes to metrics for attraction, your attraction platform, we want to think about how many eyeballs is this delivering to my own website and to my own platforms? How many new email subscribers have come from this at the end? That's, that is the big one at the end of the day. The other metrics are going to kind of depend on what strategies or platforms you're using. Say for instance, Facebook ads, we're also going to be looking at total spent, cost per lead, cost per click, conversion 
conversion rate and all those good things and earnings per lead as well. Um, so the metrics are going to be tailored to the specific platform and strategy, but we want to definitely think about what those metrics of success are. So when it comes to your attraction platform, what you want to do is make a choice. And if you are somebody who has been doing content for a while, or maybe you've dipped your toe in, dipped your toe out, dipped your toe in again, think about you don't need to be everywhere. And so I would do an audit like we talked about in last week's episode. Where am I currently trying to show up? Does that feel overwhelming? Am I trying to do too many attraction platforms and simplify it down to one? I'm going to focus on one for the next 30 days or the next 90 days, ideally, um, so that I can find what works for me and what I can build a system around and perhaps delegate in some way or just like get it down to its tiniest amount of input required to keep it right. Running. So that for attraction platform, what are you going to use to get in front of new people? Then for S, we have sell. So this would be the most likely strategy rather than a platform that you're using to sell your offers or convert your existing audience into customers or clients for your paid offers. And so these can be things like some examples here would be an evergreen sales funnel would be things like purchase ad to a micro offer on Facebook ads could be things like your affiliate program could be things like running launches or workshops right but having one strategy or one system to start with that you use for selling your offers in terms of metrics some examples here would be how many sales did that generate how much in sales did that generate what was my earnings per lead how many people did I have on my interest list um, and all that good stuff when we want to break it down by offer or by product, especially if you're running more of a digital product-based business or an e-commerce business. So when it comes to selling, if you're trying to do too many things, I would encourage you to focus on one, right? Is one that I can focus on for the next 30 to 90 days and really focus on building that out before I'm ready to delegate, systemize, move on to something else or carry on with that thing. And our final E, last but certainly not least, is engagement because at the end of the day, I say last and certainly not least, but it is, I can't say it's more important than the other ones, but I will say it's got a special little shine to it. It is very, very important because this is a thing that you're using to have those two-way conversations. Without this, you could have like the most vanity metrics, vanity, vanitying metrics um, imaginable, like a huge email list, lots of Instagram followers and not be making any sales or not have the numbers to really back that thing up. I'm thinking about one client in particular, she, oh my gosh, she did so well on Instagram and she had so many followers. And yet when it came time to her launch, we had a lot of trouble converting those people because there'd been no effort spent really engaging them and turning them into community and nurturing them the right way and using expertise content. And most of her Instagram followers had been built using a follow unfollow method that was popular a few years ago. And so those people were just following to like that law of reciprocity, <laughs> following to follow back. And um, so with that, I think you want to be really like you definitely want to spend some time here um, and making sure that you are engaging with the people who are already on your list and engaging with the people who are already in your community have already said yes to either a free offer or a paid offer because word of mouth is the most powerful marketing their strategy and tool that there is. And by doing this engagement strategy, you're going to make sure that you are fueling that engine. So some engagement, so some examples of engagement strategy 
strategies or platforms would be things, you know, think about anything where there is a thread or a conversation. Um, It could be, it could also be your email marketing and your newsletter if you do a really good job of inviting people to respond back. Could be things like weekly workshops or co-working hours. It could be Facebook groups. It could be Instagram. So like on your feed and in your stories, in your DM strategy, focusing on your existing people. So it could be those things, but we want to think about who's already following me and how do I show up for them, engage with them and have those regular touch points with them. In terms of metrics, this one is probably the most wishy-washy in terms of metrics. And again, it's going to really depend on what it is, like what platform in particular that you're choosing, but we want to like do a mix of qualitative and quantitative metrics here. So what are the quality of conversations that I'm having? How many conversations am I having? Some platforms will also have like an engagement rate. You can also be looking at traffic that generates. You could also be looking at overall with your Google Analytics for looking at your number of not of total visitors to your website and like removing the people who are new visitors. Um, could give you a good indication of how well you do at bringing existing people back to your list. So when it comes to making a choice for your engagement platform, where do you like to hang out? What types of touch points do you prefer to have? And what time do you have? In terms of time, I would say engagement doesn't necessarily take the most, but it takes the most consistency. So when I've seen people have the most success with their engagement strategies is when they have like 20 minutes earmarked in their day for showing up and doing the work and having the conversation conversations and there's some kind of accountability with it where it is being tracked. So some questions overall for you to consider as you're thinking about your own ease content strategy framework is what platform are you going to use for your expertise content, right? Where are you going to establish yourself as an expert? What platforms or mediums are you going to use? Attraction, what platforms or strategies are you going to use to get your content, get your ideas, get yourself and your brand in front of new people? Sales, what are you going to do to convert leads, convert that attraction audience coming in um, to into customers or clients. And finally, engagement, what are you doing to have two-way conversations with people in your existing audience. So what is that strategy? What is that platform? So to wrap this up, I just encourage you to start thinking about this. This is definitely a light version of what we're going to talk about on Thursday. You can go and sign up for my free ease content strategy workshop, which is happening on Thursday, September 7th at 9 a.m. PST or 12 p.m. EST. Um, So you can definitely go sign up there. Um, There is a um, replay. So if you can't make it live, you'll still get the template. You'll still get the replay. So you can go and watch it. So you can sign up over um, at www.yourcontentempire.com forward slash ease. And until next time, have a great time making your easeful content strategy. Thank you for listening to the Content Coffee Break podcast. For show notes, links, and resources, head over to thecontentcoffeebreak.com. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean so much if you would take a quick moment to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can catch the next episode right when it drops.